the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, everybody. Uh, it is the Mess It Up Podcast, and I am your host, Paul, the Bowtie Guy. And this is kind of a weird show because this is the first time in a very long time that I have been recording the show from the Mess It Up studios um, here in my living or my kitchen. Uh, let me see. When was the last time I did a show from back here? Last time I did a show in, in beautiful Ridgecrest uh, was the March 17th show. And uh, that's just insane. So it's been three months that we've uh, been recording shows on the road. So back home uh, in the studio and seeing how it goes. And I'm here with my lovely guest, Bev, um, because we have been spending a lot of time uh, together. Bev is my wife, by the way, just so that nobody has to call and make some interesting uh, uh, comments. But we've been on the road, and uh, so we're going to talk about that. But I just want to get a few things out of the way up front. First of all, uh, because we've been on the road for just about three months, uh, actually, I guess today, as we record it, uh, tomorrow would have been the uh, three-month uh, anniversary of us leaving. Um, so the day that you that this comes out is three months that we left Ridgecrest. Uh, but we are resuming our normal life here. And so I uh, decided that our word of the week this week would be resuming. So, um, you know, resuming is just starting over again. Um, and uh, we're back into our normal routines, so to speak, even though the routines aren't completely normal and trying to make life as, as regular as we can. Some things are good to be back home. Some things I found it difficult. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Uh, if you'd like to uh, find the show in different places, or let people know where we are. We love to have you share and uh, help us out in any way you can. And one of the great ways that you can help the show grow is by leaving us a review or a, um, a rating on wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts or if you are, there goes my son-in-law Dave sending me a text. Uh, if you are listening to it on SoundCloud or um wherever it happens to be, Spotify, just leave us a review and a rating and that helps people find the show. Also, please plug the show uh, on your Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever social media you have uh, because we have all those and we like to be involved with it. So find us on Facebook and like us. Uh, find our account on Instagram. If you if you haven't seen it yet, we did do our Bowtie Road Trip. And so if you search on Instagram, hashtag Bowtie Road Trip, uh, you'll see close to 200 pictures that we took across this beautiful country of ours doing crazy and weird things. Uh, so check us out there. Follow us on Twitter. We have a Reddit account. Uh, our subreddit is under Messed Up Ministries. And uh, just anywhere where you can be involved with us and let people know about the show, that really helps us out a lot. If you want to go a step further, and we love the people who do, you can become a patron of this show. And what patrons are, are people who have taken, um, uh, made a decision to financially support the show each week, or each month, I guess it is. And you could do that for as little as a dollar a month. And people say, well, that really doesn't make a difference. Honestly, people, if everybody uh, gave just one dollar each month, 
it would make a just a magnificent difference to the ministry. And we are starting a new uh, organization called Messed Up Ministries. Um, and we're going to be starting our having our first board meeting soon and, and filing our paperwork. And we're looking to get more information out to the world about prison ministry, about recovery ministries. And uh, every bit of financial support we have helps because it makes it so that Bev and I can go into the prisons and not have to worry about how we're paying for gas and, and those kind of things. And we can train other people to go in there so that we don't have to be the only ones going into the prisons. So we really love our patrons. So if you go to our website, which is messituppodcast.com, you'll find a button on there that says become a patron. And there are several different levels of giving that you can do. And we would just love to have you. And as our gift to you for becoming a patron, every person who is a patron gets a free copy of my book, Still in Beta, which um, if you don't want to subscribe, you can buy the book on Apple Books. You can buy it on Kindle. Uh, and you can go to Amazon and buy a paperback copy of it as well. But for our our Patreon subscribers, everybody gets a free copy of the book in the the media of their choice, the, the version that they want. And then we also have different giving levels that have different gifts. We have uh, some window clings that you can put on window stickers and uh, a little shop towel for uh, little messes that uh, require just a little bit more effort than a than a, a, a towel or a napkin might do. And then for our, our, our big, uh, our $25 a month, um, subscribers and, and uh, patrons. We have a t-shirt for you and they get all the, the gifts from underneath. But honestly, I would really love it if you would uh, prayerfully consider supporting the ministry because we've got some big things in mind for this next year. And starting up the nonprofit group is, uh, I think part of the reason they call it nonprofit is because it costs a lot of money to start it up. And so right now we're paying that uh, out of pocket and we're just hoping that this can be a, a self-sustaining ministry and it happens through your support. So uh, we really appreciate all of the giving that uh, all of our patrons do and any new patrons, uh, we welcome you to the fold. So with that in mind, uh, I think we've got everything taken care of. Uh, don't forget to use that bonus word or that uh, word of the week in your sentences and get some bonus points. And we have another guest joining us in the studio. It's uh, Freddie the Fly that just landed on my microphone. Uh, so I'm going to do everything I can not to swat at it. Uh, but uh, Bev, I've been going on here for six and a half minutes. So why don't you go ahead and say hi to the people? <laughs> hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Bev. Uh, some of you might remember me as listener Bev from California when I first came on the show, and uh, it's my pleasure to be a guest tonight. Yeah, we uh, we love uh, having you on, Bev, because Bev is one of our most dedicated listeners, and you'd say, well, of course, she's your wife, but honestly, <laughs> she doesn't just do anything that I do and go along with everything that I go along with. Um, she picks the things that she likes, and she, she really has fallen in love with the podcast. It's the only podcast... Uh, that she listens yeah, to pretty much. So um, happy to have you. And what I wanted to talk to the people about and share them with is, you know, we've had people following us on the Instagram account on our Bowtie Road Trip. And I just kind of wanted to tell people about some of the stuff that we saw and did and talk about how we took the mess of COVID and turned it into a message through going across the country. So for the next 20, 30 minutes or so, uh, we're just going to kind of uh, go through and, and talk about those things and and uh, reflect back on the different things that uh, that went on. Uh, so does that, does that sound okay? It sounds good to me. Excellent. So um, we started off 
this trip three months ago because we were going back to take care of uh, your mom who was transitioning to heaven. And listeners of the show have, have heard that story and they know uh, what went on with that. And then we stayed in Tennessee for a while. Uh, so we were in Tennessee for uh, a couple of months, uh, almost, I think, weren't we? I think so. Yeah, we, we went back there and we just kind of hung out with the family and did things. And then we decided in May sometime, I think, to, uh, yeah, let's see, May May 16th, uh, we got on the road and uh, headed out of Tennessee and started looking around at the different areas of the country. And we decided we would go make uh, some visits. Since the country was opening up, we would just go see some people. Uh, so we stopped in. We went to St. Louis first. And uh, if you go to the Instagram, my favorite probably picture of the whole trip is a picture under the St. Louis arch with Bev. <laughs> yeah. She's got her hands up and, and holding up the arch. And I just thought that was just uh, a super, super ton of fun. But the thing that struck me about St. Louis was just, and this is still pretty early on mm -hmm. in the COVID crisis. We're talking May. So, you know, we've gone through March and April. Um, so things were just starting to hint at opening up. Uh, just the emptiness of downtown mm -hmm. St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, right. And we were there on, uh, I believe it was a Monday, I think we left, and I it was a weekday. So. Mm -hmm. uh, so it should have been, you know, a lot of bustle. And and we were in downtown, and it's just, you're sitting at a stoplight mm -hmm. yeah. for 90 seconds and not seeing any other cars. Mm -hmm. um, what was that experience like coming into a, a major city like that and just seeing no one? You know, it, it was very strange, very surreal. Uh, it was almost like a, a movie, you know, like something you'd look on TV and it's kind of reminiscent of like uh, uh, sci-fi. Yeah, know. I'm thinking I Am Legend where, where Will yeah. Smith is walking around the streets of New York or whatever and just there's no one. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, when we walked under the arch, I remember that there were a few people mm -hmm. walking around in the park. Um not too many, a uh, couple, maybe, maybe 20 people under the arch. I don't know, not yeah. very many, but I think maybe more than that, the thing that shocked me was that we were oftentimes the only car on the road. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, it, it was nice for photo taking. As I, I look back at our pictures, we didn't have to wait for a lot of people to get out of the way so no. that we could have a photograph and get the object we were looking at. But, but you know, I'm, I'm a people person. Yeah. I, I like people. And uh, so that was that was very different, for sure. Uh, yeah, it was very, probably very even maybe a lo little more comfortable for me than it was for you because uh, I'm okay with the, you know, not bumping elbows with people. And it made me remember the time we went to New York City and and you were just like loving it, and I was just like, oh, I'm yeah, so tired I of these people. Yeah, I love that hustle that and bustle and that throng of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So we went from there, and we didn't get a chance to do everything we wanted to do. And and one of the one of the things about me, I love driving. I love being on the road, but I'm also a kind of guy that like attacks the road. It's like, okay, <laughs> we're going to go 400 miles this hour. And then after we're, you know, 2000 miles down, we'll stop today. And, um, one time I drove from Ridgecrest, California to Madison, Indiana, basically, <laughs> which is an hour North of Louisville, Kentucky. And I drove it in one straight shot. That's true with story. No, 
I mean, we stopped for potty breaks and food and gas, but no stopping for resting. And I did it because I'm just that kind of guy. I just want to attack it and, and I get there. So I haven't done the thing where we stop in the middle of Kansas to see the world's largest ball of string. <laughs> and so when we were coming back, I said, I want to do these things. I want to take this time to see the world's largest ball of string and whatever oddities this country might have to throw at us. And there are plenty of them. Uh, and even with that in mind, we, we, we didn't have a, a set schedule. We tried to be somewhere with good internet on a Friday night uh, so we could do our CR, but we didn't really have a super set schedule. Uh, we wanted to get to Yellowstone when it opened. Um, but how, how was that for you? Because we've been married 25 years now. What was that like for you having me on a not schedule and just taking the time to stop and do things where normally I'm just like putting miles down underneath me? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, probably between the both of us, I'm the one that is more of the schedule keeper. Um, but in all fairness, because for the last two months prior to that road trip, uh, we had not had a schedule and we were just sitting around really basically doing nothing, which was the same thing that we did every day <laughs> while we were in Tennessee. Uh, to have that be the, the plan for our, our trip was okay with me, you know, because we had, I think probably for me, it was that we didn't have an end point. So if we had to get back to do something by a certain date, or if we had some place to have to be by a certain time, that would have stressed me out. But, you know, it, at that point, our, our church wasn't open. Mm -hmm. We haven't been able to go back into the prison for a while. Um, it's summertime, so even if my school job was still, you know, working, it, they would be out for summer. So there just wasn't much to, to have to be here for. Yeah. Right. And I knew, you know, we wanted to see some people. And one of the things we did was we, we have some people that moved uh, recently from our town to Iowa outside mm -hmm. of Des Moines. And I thought, well, yeah. we could go there and we could eat dinner with them. And so I kind of had that in my mind, which meant that and I really wanted to stop in St. Louis because St. Louis is a city that I really, really enjoy. I love the vibe of St. Louis. And I wanted to spend some time there and see the, the baseball stadium. And I'm a, I'm a stadium guy and the arch and all that. But then we had to get back on the road to get to Iowa. And on the way, we drove through Hannibal, Missouri, which is the hometown of Mark Twain. And I'm a huge Mark Twain fan. And I really would have loved to have been able to just walk around and see stuff. You know, I, there was a big, tall, you know, like 30 foot statue of Mark Twain. Would have loved to have seen that, but, but didn't get to do that. Well, that little town was beautiful. I, I wish we'd had the time to do that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we'll get back you know, to there to do that. But I was, I was struck going across, you know, as you look at different states, you know, we started in Tennessee and that day we went Tennessee to uh, Illinois, Missouri, to Iowa, and um, eventually wound up in Omaha, Nebraska that night. So we hit a lot of states and the, the, the things change as you go. You can mm -hmm. see the topography changing mm -hmm. and the, the plant life, you know, changes and you go from, from a lot of limestone in Tennessee to, you know, the fields as you hit Illinois and Missouri and then Iowa. I was really struck by just the beautiful people in Iowa seem to take more pride in their homes mm -hmm. and their farms than mm -hmm. anywhere else that I've seen. They were, it, there were so many well-kept, just beautiful little farmhouses. I just, 
I loved seeing that. It was uh, fun to uh, see those iconic uh, silos, you know, and the more broken down the barn, the more charming, you know, yeah. it was pretty cool. And you were wondering the whole time, like, how is this barn even standing? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And and some of them were just like, like I said, they were just like well painted and upkept and everything. It was just like mercy. These people are proud of their their houses. But we did get to go in and, and see some friends in Iowa. Um, our friends, uh, Maria and Rocky, and that was really good. Um, and, and that was the first time we had been inside a restaurant, uh, for a while. And, um, so that was different. Uh, they had, you know, every other table was there and all right, do we, do we keep our masks on to eat? How do we do this? Um, but then back on the road and my goodness, the torrential rain, it was, terrifying coming across we hit this lightning storm uh outside between des moines and omaha and i'm telling you what people it was scary Mm -hmm. to me the rain was Mm -hmm. coming down in just buckets i could barely see i'm slowing down to try to you know I, i just it was scary we got a car full of stuff and i just thought my goodness this is this is a road trip already and, uh, and then we pull into Iowa, into to Nebraska, uh, no, not Nebraska, uh, yeah, Omaha, Nebraska. And I had the wrong hotel. <laughs> We're driving all over the place. Uh, I had put some different things into my GPS that I wanted to see in Omaha. And so I wound up going to these landmarks in Omaha that I wanted to see the next morning instead of the hotel. And by the time we got to the hotel, we were tired, mm-hmm. but it was nice to be able to sleep. And then in we the backtracked bed. the next morning and, and covered yeah. those things that we got to yeah, see. Yeah, I got there. to see, uh, being a, a sports fan, uh, Omaha, Nebraska is the home of the College World Series. And so it used to be played in a, a stadium called Rosenblatt Stadium. And so I wanted to go see that. And the, the stadium is gone, but they have just a little like a wiffle ball park there and they've left up the foul poles and they've kept some of the seats in there and the, the sign and they they have a new stadium downtown now where they play the World Series. But it was it was just really charming um, to me to be able to see those things and, and do that. And then uh, we just kept on driving down the road. We're in Nebraska, so we saw the, we went to University of Nebraska, saw the Cornhusker Stadium and um, stopped and, and had some Starbucks uh, along the way. And then uh, I think perhaps the strangest thing that we saw, and as I'm going through, I, I might be wrong on this, but but off the top of my head, I, I believe that the strangest thing that we saw on this trip was Car Hinge. Uh, yes, uh, I, I think so too. And it's, look it up, it's, it's Car Hinge, C-A-R-H-E-N-G-E. And it is... A guy took a bunch of automobiles and put them in the ground and stacked them up and welded them together, I'm guessing, and recreated the Stonehenge Monument from England there in the fields in Nebraska, out in the middle of, it was, I think, about 90 miles out of our way, which I never would have done. And uh, I could see on the internet that it was closed because it was a Sunday and it's not open on Sunday. I thought, well, I hope it's close enough to the road that I can get pictures. And when we got there, it turned out it was just a little like, you know, chains linked between concrete posts and you could walk in. There was nothing, you know, no gates or anything like that. So we were able to walk around just the the, uh, store was closed. So we didn't get to get any souvenirs, but mercy. It, for me, I think the the strange part was, and I guess I maybe already said this before, but 
so many of the places that we stopped, we were the only ones there. Like the car right. hinge went, it was like just you and I and the pigeons that were out <laughs> a there. A lot of pigeons. On the, on the cars. But it, it was like, it just was odd, I guess. I felt like I was walking around on the moon or something. Yeah. It was just like, how in the world can there be all these millions of people on the earth and you and I are the only ones there in that one particular point at any particular time. Yeah, well, and you know? speaking of the moon, we kept on driving and that night we went through a, a town and they had been working on the road and it was torn up. Oh, it felt grief. like we were driving oh, across gosh, no the moon. Kidding. It was absolutely nuts. And I I hear, mean, here we had the car packed with a, a bunch of really delicate glass and china that belonged to my mom that we were trying to bring home in one piece. And um, we're hitting all these huge, gigantic potholes where they'd rake the ground down to where it was nothing but dirt and rocks. Yeah. And I could hear everything banging around in the back of the car. But oh, it was scary. Thankfully, it looks like we got home with everything intact. Yeah. So. And uh, spent the night in uh, in Wyoming and then headed off to see Old Faithful the next mm -hmm. day. Um, and we went over the Continental Divide several times. And the thing that's really interesting to me about that is, uh, you know, that, that section of the trip, we were following a lot of the Oregon Trail. And I'm currently reading the Michener book, uh, Centennial, where they talk about the Oregon Trail and all this stuff. And it just really makes it come alive to me. And, and it's makes it more interesting when you've got a point of reference and, and something to, to look at. But, um, we decided we would, we would go to Yellowstone and see Old Faithful. If you look on our, um, our Celebrate Recovery, the RCA Church Celebrate Recovery Instagram or Facebook, you'll see we've been doing these daily steps with Paul and Bev and we did an entire series from Yellowstone around Old Faithful while we were waiting for it to, uh, to erupt. And again, the, the lack of people. I mean, I, last time I had been to Old Faithful and Yellowstone was in the early 80s. I want to say maybe 81, 82. And it was just wall-to-wall -wall people. And you see all the benches they have all the way around mm -hmm. the Old Faithful observation area. And there was just hardly any people. Mm -hmm. It was it was very different. But there was a bison, a big old bison we saw. Yeah. We didn't get to see 399, the famous grizzly bear, but she's been out with, with grizzly cubs and a lot of people there. But we were racing to get back to town uh, because I had made us a reservation at the lodge in Jackson. And I wanted to have dinner because we've been celebrating our 25th anniversary since it happened during the lockdown and COVID. We just decided this is anniversary year. And so I wanted to get back and have a nice dinner with my wife and got the hotel room with a fireplace in it, which was not as grand as they made it seem because it was just a little gas fireplace that barely turned on. But anyhow, it was still nice. Had a bouncy bed that you can actually see me on the bow tie, bow tie road trip, jumping on the bed. And a uh, little insider note here, hurt my back when I did my little seat drop on the bed. Uh, but it brings me back to this word love, which is our, our song of the week this week. This is a song that I've been hearing and I just adore it. It's just, it's so catchy to me. And it's by the band We Are Messengers. So I want to play this song We'll get back to talking about our, our Bowtie Road Trip and uh, all of that after the break. But this is Love by We Are Messengers, and we will see you in about 90 seconds. Don't hang your head when you get lonely.
there's nowhere I can hide from the one who gave his life so I could get back mine. Yeah. So when you can't take no more, look up and hear him say, Don't hang your head when you get lonely. Sustains all of my life. You are the one that I run to. In you, I am satisfied. Oh, your mercy is new every morning. Your grace sustains all of my life. Such a upbeat, happy sounding song. Uh, what sticks out about it to you, Bev? Well, you know, I know that the the context of this song often is probably pointed to God and his ability to, to love us even when we don't, you know, maybe feel lovable or whatever. But I'd like to take a different spin on that and just say that, um, you know, the whole thing with the COVID and uh, the isolationism and all that, uh, I feel like I've been through a lot in the last six months of my life and and as I was explaining to you Paul the other night that um, it seems like it's been a year of loss for mm. me a lot of loss and as you mentioned earlier we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary and um, I would like to say that this song says to me that um, that you're the one that loves me and that you're the oh. one that sticks by me and uh I've always got your love, and, and you don't ever abandon me. And uh, and I know that you've been a rock to me uh, during this year and with a lot of things that I've been searching through and uh, getting through. And the thing that I just loved about this trip that we took was that, and anybody that knows you knows this is true, that you can just take the tiniest little thing and turn it into something fun and silly, um, where we just laughed a lot on the trip and mm -hmm. uh, enjoyed each other's company and just reconnected. And um, and although it was a little strange feeling sometimes like we were the only two people in the whole wide world, I loved it. I loved that we were the only two in the whole wide world. Yeah. You know? And so. I think that it's... Uh, the thing for me is that... The, I shouldn't have let you go first because I always let the guests go first so I don't stomp <laughs> on their words. But then you went and said something just gorgeous like that. And now I'm just like, oh, well, I like God, uh, which is not bad. But um, thank you. That was very, oh, you're that welcome. was very sweet of you. I, I, I love this. This is a dangerous song on the road for me because it makes me just want to start swinging the car wheel. Yes, I have noticed and, that. And going nuts uh -huh. like that. And the chorus is so stinking catchy. It just says, don't hang your head when you get lonely. I'll never leave your sight. Don't go thinking you're the only one that can't get it right. right. And, I mean, come on, people. You've listened to the show. You know that's me, that, that I've had those moments and those seasons and those periods. And, and I guess probably many of us have. And... Uh, it's just, 
it's amazing. And I was listening when I went to go look at the lyrics online. There was a little YouTube uh, video from We Are Messengers where he talks about the fact that he's Irish and grows up in this melancholy kind of uh, culture. And he was feeling down and he started thinking and, and talking with God about that whole idea of don't hang your head. You know, that there, there will be bad times. There will be sad times. There'll be very incredibly difficult and rough times. And I don't know if I'm through the worst part of my life yet. I don't know if I face the hardest thing that I'll ever face, but I face some hard things and God has seen me through it yes. and God continues to see me through it. And that's the whole message of mess it up and messed up ministries is God will get you through all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we might not come out with scars. doesn't mean we might not come out with, with wounds or missing limbs, but by golly, he's going to get us through it. Yes. And, uh, yes. and, and we'll find a way. I was talking to a, a gentleman today in a step study and was saying that, you know, you know, if we could go back when we were teenager and know what we knew today. And I said, I wouldn't listen because mm -hmm. I knew everything no. back then. And if I, if I did listen and I changed things, I mean, there were certainly be a lot of things I would change, but I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have the things that I have, the appreciation, the love, the joy. I wouldn't have this ministry. And so I don't want to go through those things again, but I'm thankful for everything that I've gone through because it has led me to this point in yes. my life and this point in my ministry yes. and this point in, in being. And I'm so pleased to have that. Yeah. I know when we were visiting the Paxton's, uh, in Portland, uh, Faith and I were having a conversation about that one day about, uh, the good old days mm -hmm. and those, those wonderful days. And if we could all just, um, embrace this second right now right. as as the good old days you yeah know, the best yeah. day because at some point this will be yes those good old days you and know rather than miss it live in it and remember it yes so. for sure mm -hmm. uh so uh, thank you for that and and man i tell you what find this whole song i gave you 90 seconds find the whole song and turn it up don't drive because <laughs> accidents may happen but it's just joyful and cheerful um, of a song. It, it, it really is, uh, is great. Um, so I want to get back to our, our trip. And um, after we hit the Rockies, then we started uh, staying with people that we knew and spending the night, not in hotels, but with, with people. Um, and we stopped in and visited family, saw our granddaughter, uh, Eleanor, and uh, her mom, our daughter, Kaylee, and, and her husband, Weston. Uh, had a great time, saw some great things. We saw the Golden Spike where they, uh, mm -hmm. the Transcontinental Railroad came together. We saw that that place there. Uh, and then visited some dear friends in Idaho, uh, Kevin and Rebecca. Yes. And Kevin was my boss when I was in high school at McDonald's. And he is the guy that taught me pretty much everything I know about servanthood and serving people. And he did it under the auspices of McDonald's, but I carried it through as I, I think it made me a great Starbucks employee. And I think it makes me able and capable of doing ministry because he taught mm -hmm. me how to love people and care about people who were not named me. And uh, so it's just really, really great to be able to catch up with him. And when I see Kevin, it's just like 
like the last time we saw each other was yesterday. And I had seen him a, a little over a year ago, but before that it had been <sighs> 10 or so years. And, and before that, I mean, Bev hadn't seen Kevin and Rebecca for almost 20, close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it's just like picking up and, mm-hmm. and, and like no time had gone by. The only thing was there's more aches and pains, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's remarkable, um, being with, with people that you love and, and having everybody that we know just be family. Yes. And, uh, we went from, from Idaho there in the Boise area to then stopping at the Paxton's and you heard, uh, uh, Becca and Faith last week Mm -hmm. on the show. And we spent a couple of wonderful weeks there just catching up with friends and, and gained a lot of weight. We get, she Faith is an amazing <laughs> cook. And Pastor Dan, look for Pastor Dan's uh, jams oh, and yes. barbecue sauce. Uh, it'll be coming online uh, pretty soon uh, under the Paxton Pantry um, umbrella of, of things. And if you're in the Portland area, uh, you'll be looking in the farmer's markets for them. Uh, they'll be selling those things. And it's it's worth, worth the money. Yes. But it was... You know, a lot of what we did at at the Paxson's house was just be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love that it's like Olive Garden there. You know, Olive Garden says, you know, <laughs> when you hear your family and when you're there, you're just family. And we were made to feel loved. Yes. And um, whatever we did, it was just like, let's just do this and 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 go for it and have fun and laugh. And I mean, if you look on the uh, Bowtie Road Trip, you will see some video of us playing a card game and just absolutely losing our cheese uh, laughing <laughs> about something. And uh, if you want to hit me up, uh, send me a, a, an email at bowtieguy at messinguppodcast.com and I will tell you what was so funny. Uh, but it was absolutely a riot uh, to to be there and to do that. And and spending time with Dan is, I mean, he's one of my favorite people because I, with Dan, I can just be, there's no judgments. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the beautiful things when this show started with um, Biker Chick was, you know, she was a victim of sexual abuse and I was an abuser. And when... And God still put us together as a team and, and friends. And when Dan and I met, we met because he was coming to our church, which we were fairly new at, after I had gotten out of jail. And he was a youth pastor. So the last thing I want to be involved with is a youth pastor. Right, I don't right. want to be around the kids or anything like that. I don't right. want to cause any problems. And the last thing the youth pastor wants to be around is the guy that's a registered offender. And Dan is my best friend and Faith is my sister. And there's just, there's no, there's nothing but just love. And Dan has been incredibly honest with me and challenged me on things in my life that have made me a better person. And he did it out of love. He risked the relationship to tell me what he thought I needed to hear because of what God had told me to tell me. And uh, I'm forever thankful for that. And so it was just a great, great way to end up the trip. And I wish that I could have just stayed there, you know, forever. And I'm sure they would have had us. They would never, 
the Paxons are not people who will ask you to leave. They'll be glad <laughs> when you do, perhaps right. when you've been three months. But um, it was it was two and a half weeks, and it was not long enough at all. You know, I just have to say, and I, I, there's probably more things you want to say, Paul, about the trip. But <clears throat> one of the things that I feel like I experienced during all of this since we left so early in March was uh, God's provision. God's provision for you and I and for our family was just beyond whatever, ever I could have expected. I mean, all the way down to, uh, you know, not having any ministries to be running or to be uh, planning, uh, not going to the prison, me not working, uh, all of that. The timing was just incredibly impeccable. And that and the the fact that we could get super cheap flights to Nashville, the fact that uh, my dad was gracious enough to, you know, to give us his car because he's not driving anymore, um, that we had a little extra money coming in because we got our tax return while we were gone, uh, that people that we stay with made meals for us and gave us a place to sleep and just... I don't know. It was just one thing after another, after another, um, that we had a need and God met it. And it was just cool. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm not seeing it, um, as dramatically as it should be shared, but you know, <laughs> listen, you already went dramatic on our song. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. worry about being dramatic. Um, anyway, God is good. So very good. And we finished up our trip with uh, a trip down the coast. We decided to take the uh, scenic route and go down the Oregon coast. Saw some amazing, saw a whale. Yes, uh, On this trip, we saw a bison. We saw a caribou. We saw a whale. Uh, deer. Deer. Yeah, mm -hmm. we deer just sea cruising lions. by. And um, when I was at uh, Dan's house oh. one morning, I, I was watching and there's a deer yeah. just walking by. I think sea that's... lions and snakes too. Yes. Snakes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, we got to uh, get back to California and found out that it was not quite as open as some other states right. are. And so our hotel reservation turned out to not really be a reservation. So we got <laughs> to spend the night in the car loaded with stuff. And one thing I don't do well is sleep sitting up. Um, and we could not recline our seats. It was 39 yeah. degrees out on the Redwood Highway <laughs> in uh, in Northern California. But now we have so, a cool story out of it. Right? Yeah. So we got uh, we got about uh, oh four or five hours maybe. I got about four no, hours no. of sleep. We got back on the road, drove home, saw uh, our friend Sandy, Sandy. and uh, Ashlyn in um, uh, Visalia. And then got home after almost three months and 4,000 miles yes. uh, back home Safe and, and sleeping in our own bed. And now back to the, uh, the normalness as far as it can be uh, here. And what a beautiful country we live in. Yeah. So what, what, anything else that, that I missed on our trip, Bev? That... No, but, um, you know, I, I just noticed in a lot of the places where we, you know, stop to get gas or to get a soda or run in and get a, a snack or whatever. Um, many people looked concerned, you know, like they, they had a lot on their mind, mm -hmm. troubled. Um, and it was fun to be able to, I don't know. I mean, you're the proverbial 
you know, Pied Piper. He always has something fun to say to people and, and cheer them up. But it was fun to smile at them and share some of our joy and just uh, make friends as we went across the United States and hopefully give somebody a little lift. Um, yeah. I know there's a lot of people who have a lot to be worried about and have a lot of concerns. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it was, it was nice to see people and, and being able to support local businesses as we're driving. Sure. Uh, we had some great food. If you are oh, in wow, yeah. uh, Bandon, Oregon, B-A-N-D-O-N, Bandon, Oregon, there's a place <laughs> called Wilson's Market that has killer tacos and smoked meat. Oh, oh my gosh. It is, it's literally a convenience store, a gas station, without a gas station. It's just a, you know, a, a little quickie mart. Where you have great, to eat outside. Yeah, great, yeah. great food. It was it was tremendous. But we had just a really great time. And it made the mess of the mm -hmm. shutdown into a message for me to just restore my joy. To be able to spend 4,000 miles with my wife uh, <laughs> at my side and just look over at her as she's watching the country or working a puzzle on her iPad or maybe taking a nap and just be with her, be with family, see those friends that we hadn't seen and rekindle relationships. Uh, it was just fantastic. So, and I know in this time it's, it's difficult. I'm the kind of guy who I, I love to be somewhere and see someone with a shoe who's untied. And, and instead of telling them the shoes untied, I like to get down and just tie their shoe. And you, it's not socially acceptable to do those things right now, but it was still, it was good to see people. I think too, um, it, Oh, good grief. I just completely lost my thought. Welcome to yeah, my world. you know, yes. it's a little bit later than I normally am. <laughs> um, shoot. That's okay. Oh, it was, I feel like it, it was something you important. Can, you can jump in and say it again as I'm uh, wrapping things up. I've got a couple minutes here to, to bump my gums, and if it comes to Oh, you, I know what it was. There it is. I know what it was, yes. Um, you know... Life is funny this way for me, and that is there is really a delicate balance between serving and, you know, especially as many ministries as we're involved in, you know, Celebrate Recovery, Prison Fellowship, uh, you know, other things that we do at the church and uh, just on and on. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. But there has to be a delicate balance between doing that but then also knowing when it's time to give yourself a break. And I think that I had come to that point where I was just spent. And I think this last year, you know, worrying and being concerned about my mom and all of that, I just really feel like I was worn out. And so having this two and a half, almost three months to just sit back and relax was really good for me. And I didn't have any responsibilities, and it was good. Because I'm one of those people that have a very, very hard time saying, enough is enough, I need to relax. So I needed that time, and I'm grateful for that. So, you know, if you struggle with that, maybe it's time to give yourself a, a little grace, too, and say, yeah, give myself a, a short little break every now and then. It's absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So. Thank you for sharing that. So uh, I just want to wrap up the, uh, the show here with just a little bit of information for you. First of all, if you haven't gotten the book yet, please uh, go get yourself a copy of the book on Apple Books, on Amazon Kindle, or on Amazon um, through their uh, bookstore. You can get it as a paperback. It's called Still in Beta. 
God's not finished with me yet, or God's still working on me. God's still working on me. And um, would love to have you get a copy of that book and tell people about the book. Because honestly, I priced it low so that I'm, I'm not going to get rich on this book unless it just, you know, everybody in the world buys a copy. <laughs> what I want is the story to get out there. Um, so uh, buy a copy, share it with your friends, tell people to check it out and read the whole book because it's the kind of book that if you want to read half of it, you'll hate me. But by the end of the book, you'll love God. And uh, that's what we really want to to have happen is for people to uh, to love God. So check the book out. Uh, please follow us on our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter pages. Check us out on MySpace. Uh, check us out on Reddit and uh you know, give us a review on the podcast uh, distributor that you listen to because that really helps us out the reviews and the ratings. And seriously, if you would really consider being a patron, that would really help more than you can imagine because it, um, we, we do have some big dreams for what we want to do with the show and it's going to take some funding to do that. So we appreciate your listenership and we will always be a free podcast. But if you want to support us financially, we love our patrons and we're so thankful for you doing that. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can email info at messituppodcast.com. That's uh, intern Dave and he keeps track of things for me. If you've got a story that you'd like to get told uh, about yourself or someone that you know that has a mess that could be a great message, please send uh, that to uh, info at messituppodcast.com. And if you want to get a hold of me, if I've made a mistake or if you just want to tell me something, uh, you can send that to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. That would really be awesome. We love to have your ideas for song of the week, for uh, word of the week, and all those things. And like I said, those messes that get turned into messages, we can't do this show without them. So uh, we count on you. Thanks for listening. We will see you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. Uh, well, I didn't want to mess up your... You go. I want to say, uh, Bowtie Guy, I love you. And thanks for going on a long trip with me. It was super fun. Ah, thank you so much, Bev. Well, we'll leave it right there, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Yeah.